We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to share with you tonight on a subject called Understanding What We Know About Healing and Making a Demand on God's Provision. So many times Christians spend so much of the time trying to talk God into doing what he's already done. And Hosea said God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Paul said give no place to the devil. Well, he doesn't have any if we don't give him some. So there's some things about it that I've began to teach here in the last few months that I believe will help you concerning this. Open your Bibles, first of all, to Isaiah, the 46th chapter. Read with me from verse 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things which are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Now, these statements cover a multitude of things. We wouldn't even dare to try to deal with all the things they cover tonight. But declaring the end from the beginning. God declares the end from the beginning. He speaks in results. He gives us revelation and insight in the Old Testament to the healing provisions and the things that God has made available to us. Now, come over into the New Testament to Mark's Gospel, the first chapter, verse 39 and 40. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, casting out devils or demons. Now, you wouldn't have thought there'd been any devils or demons in the synagogue. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, for forthwith sent him away, and saith to him, See that thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony unto them. Now evidently he's a Jew, since he told him to go show himself to the priest. If you've been cleansed, you would do that. But now notice what happens here. This is evidently a type of the Jews, because there will come a time when Jesus will speak to them, they will recognize him as the Messiah. They know that God is able, but they don't know whether he will or not. Now, notice what happens here. Mark's the only one that records it this way. Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him. And no power flowed. He's no better. Just as leprous as he ever was. Nothing has taken place. But yet, in many other places, we see where whole multitudes sought to touch him, and if they just touched the hem of his garment, they were healed and made whole. But now here, Jesus deliberately, for the purpose of bringing healing, laid his hand on this man. But no power flowed until he said, I will 
be thou clean, and then immediately. That's quicker than New York Minute. <laughs> immediately the leprosy departed from him. What happened? The man doubted, but yet it was a legal doubt. Now, there's a difference in the legal doubt and unbelief. When you just don't know, that's a legal doubt, you know. But when you know what the Word says and then won't believe it, that's not doubt, that's unbelief, and that's a sin. So here the man just simply did not know. And it's very evident that the Jews are blinded today, the Jewish nation, to the power of the Messiah, or Jesus being the Messiah and the Christ, and for them to become a part of his mighty power. But when he said, I will be thou clean immediately. See, he's enlightened. Now, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. See, there's several ways we could go with this, but I wanted to bring it this way. But it says, as soon as he had spoken, he put his hand on him first, no power flowed. Now, there's incidents in the Bible where they slipped up behind Jesus. We'll talk about that. The little woman with the issue of blood slipped up behind Jesus, touched his garment, for she said, if I can but touch his clothes, I'll be restored to hell. Now, somebody said Jesus healed her, but he didn't. He didn't even know she's there. First thing he said was, I felt power go out of me, a virtue go out of me. Somebody touched me, he said. They said, well, Lord, the multitude throngs you. They probably a thousand people touched him. Some of them touched him just to see if any sparks would fly. <laughs> Nothing happened to them. But as soon as he had spoken, now that's important, as soon as he knew, immediately he was cleansed. When Jesus appears on Mount Olive and his foot touches Mount Olive and they see him and know he's the Messiah, Israel will believe. The word will be open to them. Now, contrary to what most people believe and what the Old Testament seems to say, God did not blind the Jews, the Jewish nation. See, it would seem to indicate that in some places in the Old Testament. But when you get over and read the red, see, there's a certain rabbi that knew more about the law at the age of 12 than all of the rabbis and the teachers of his day. And in Matthew 13, he said, Their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and be converted, and I should heal them. I better get off of that. I'll spend the whole night there. <laughs> but now, come over to Matthew's Gospel, the 8th chapter. Now, see the compassion of Jesus in those words, though. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and be converted, and I should heal them. In other words, if they just open their eyes and open their ears, he said, I would heal them. And their eyes are going to be opened because they're going to be calling for the Messiah to come when he comes the second advent. They're going to be looking for him. You know, the scripture says, unto those that look for him shall he appear. Matthew 8. Now, this gives the same account, but I wanted to read Mark's account of it, and so we'll skip the first four verses here because it deals with the same thing. Mark brought out something that Matthew didn't catch there, and it was as soon as he had spoken, the leprosy departed from him. 
Verse 5, And when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. I'm a man under authority, and have your soldiers under me. I say to this man, Go, and he goeth to another come, and he cometh to my servant. Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Now here, from verse 1 through verse 10, we have two comparisons, types. The first one is a type of the Jewish nation. The second healing here is a type of the Gentiles. Jesus marveled. This is a Roman centurion. He's a Gentile. Jesus said, this is the greatest faith I've found. I haven't found this kind of faith in Israel. Now, this leper was evidently Jewish because he sent him to the priest. But now, here you have a comparison. Jesus marveled at the fact that this man believed. Now, notice what he said. Speak the word only, and my servants shall be healed. He believed in Jesus. So Jesus just stopped and preached a sermon. Then notice what he said in verse 11. I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus saith unto the centurion, Go thy way as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed the selfsame hour. So here's a man that says, Jesus, all you have to do is speak the word. In other words, this is a type of the Gentile nation saying, we're going to believe it because of the word. See, they were counted as dogs. The Gentiles were counted as dogs in that day. The gospel was to the Jews first. And then to the Gentiles. When he anointed the disciples and sent them out, he said, go only to the Jews. Don't go to the Gentiles at all. For the Jews first had to reject the gospel. Thank God a lot of them have received it. And they will receive it. Paul said that the olive branch was broken off that we might be grafted in. But he said, don't boast <laughs> against the, the vine because if that which is contrary to nature was grafted in, which was the Gentiles grafted in to the olive tree, how much more will he be able to graft them back in if they stay not in unbelief? See, God bless you. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week we have CD offer number 7110. It's entitled, Understanding What We Know About Healing. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, you might say, well, what do you mean understanding what you know about healing? Well, we all know some things that the Word of God says, but we really don't understand it. It's important to understand it. You know, you could have faith and not be healed. That's very evident from the Scriptures. In the 14th chapter of Acts, you find in verse 8, it says, There sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. The same heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Now Paul perceived that this man that was crippled, 
had faith to be healed. But he wasn't healed. He's still crippled. And Paul said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Lyconia, The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. Now, isn't that just like people? When they see a miracle of God wrought by the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, they think the gods have come down to them. No, it was man that had come in the likeness of God, not gods that come in the likeness of men. But it was men that had come in the likeness of God. God created man in his own image. But the point I wanted to make is the fact that the man had faith to be healed. The Scripture says that he did. Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. But he had not acted on that faith, and he was not healed. So when Paul just hollered with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet, he jumped up before he knew he couldn't do it. I mean, his carnal mind didn't have time to shut it down. You need this CD offer number 7110, Understanding What We Know About Healing. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.